This episode is brought to you by Patron Tequila. Whether you're hanging with friends by the water or in the backyard, celebrate the refreshing taste of summer with a Patron Paloma. The perfect way to enjoy Patron is responsibly. Handcrafted in Mexico. Imported by the Patron Spirits Company, Coral Gables, Florida. Tequila, 40% alcohol by volume. To learn more, visit patrontequila.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Well, it's that common fantasy football dilemma. You're sitting there in round, I don't know, four, whatever. It doesn't matter what round. You're deciding between three or four different players. Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, maybe David Montgomery is in there. And you say, well, who's got the highest upside? But who's the safest? Who has the highest floor? If the answer to both of those questions is ever the same player, that's the player you should be drafting. But we're going to have those debates at different spots in the draft according to average draft position. Right now on Fantasy Football Today on your Thursday edition, it is Wednesday morning as we record this right now. If there's any breaking news throughout the day on Wednesday, I'm sure we'll have a little red siren and a bonus podcast for you. I'm Adam Azer with Dave Richard and welcoming Chris Towers to the show for the first time this week. What's up, Chris? Hey. How's it going? Oh, right. It's early. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me, Adam. Big <laughs> fan of the show. First time, long time, but I'm really happy to be here and, and you know, get this opportunity. Well, it's really the pleasure's all ours. Uh, we're going to start with a new game, a new segment called One Good Stat, One Bad Stat. I've got hmm, three players sounds here. Sounds familiar. I resent that. I had the. Uh-huh. I, I know I had the idea for this before Heath tweeted it. I had the uh, the. Um, that's, yeah, that's not how it works. Right. You know, that's not like, like y- y- just saying like, I had an idea for magical space wizard wizards fighting against an authoritarian government in 1975, and George like George Lucas still put it out there. You know, Adam. <laughs> I had the non fungible token. That's what I was going for before Heath tweeted the one good stat, one bad stat. Here we go. Chris Godwin is first up. I'm going to be a good stat and a bad stat. You're going to give me analysis. He's wide receiver 17 and ADP. Chris Godwin, the good stat. Tampa Bay has been top six in pass attempts for three straight seasons, and Godwin has been on pace for nine or ten touchdowns per 16 games, two straight seasons. The bad stat, in the last seven games of the year, not including Week 17, Mike Evans got hurt, so just looking at the healthy games with Evans and Brown, Godwin was only on pace for 978 yards, seven touchdowns on 110 targets. That's okay. It's probably not going to return wide receiver 17 value. So that's your good stat and your bad stat, Dave. Break it down. So I, I look at Godwin as one of those safe floor type of receivers. Uh, I I like the fact that when he averaged 15.4 PPR points per game last year, uh, he actually hit the 15-plus PPR point mark in 7 of 12 games. Uh, that was wide receiver 10 in terms of consistency. And he also had a safe floor in non-PPR, 10 points per game in non. There are too many mouths to feed in this offense. It's hard to imagine him having a huge year where he gets 130-plus targets. I think that number will come down. His receiving average also went down last year, and I think that was just a byproduct of him being that short to mid-range target for Tom Brady. Volume helps everybody in this offense to a degree because they throw it as much, like you said, but I don't see the case for him being an upside play. I think when you draft him, you do it as a solid number two fantasy wide receiver who you're hoping for delivers anywhere from 12 to 17 PPR points per game. Chris? 
Yeah, the thing that makes the Buccaneers offense so tough is this this really is an offense that ideally you want some part of because they should score a ton of points. The problem is, one, when you look at them before the season and you try to figure out, you know, you try to project who's going to get what, it's really hard to make any of the, you know, all of these guys worth what they're currently going for. But if Antonio Brown misses 10 games, or in the running back side, if Leonard Fournette misses 10 games, all of a sudden the guys who are remaining are going to be so, so, so much more valuable. So it's it's kind of a high floor in the most likely scenario, high upside in the best case scenario. And there's there's not a ton of ways things can necessarily go wrong for all of them unless their 43-year-old quarterback gets hurt. So, you know, it's... I don't typically draft anyone from Tampa Bay just because I kind of want to avoid the headache, but I, I think there is significant upside. It's just it re- it probably requires someone getting hurt. All right. Uh, we, our next one will be Aaron Jones. I do want to remind you, though, the Tokyo Olympics are finally here after being delayed a year, and the brand-new Attacking Third podcast is your audio home for the most comprehensive U.S. women's national team soccer coverage. Hosts Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman will provide previews and immediate recaps bright and early as soon as the U.S. women's national team matches wrap up in the morning. So download and follow Attacking Third wherever you listen to this podcast. All right, Aaron Jones, he's running back 11 and ADP. Here's your good stat on Aaron Jones. In 2019, well, I'll just sum it up. He's played uh, six games in the last two years without Jamal Williams. And he's had 25 catches. That is a 67-catch pace in the six games he's played without Jamal Williams over the last two seasons. That's excellent. The bad news, the bad stat for Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers just turned down a lucrative contract extension and is has shown no indication that he's coming back to the Packers. We don't know what to make of it right now. So I don't have a bad stat on Aaron Jones, Dave. It's just a bad situation, I guess, potentially. But um, he does he has seen an increase in the passing game when Williams hasn't played. So what are your thoughts on Jones, who's RB11 right now? I, I think having him at RB11 is a little too low. 